Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by investing in real estate so you never, ever have to work a job again. Now, today, I'm talking about something that I'm super passionate about, and it's getting your name out as an investor. And there is a fantastic way that you can get your name out as an investor that shows you as the expert that would help people want to invest with you. Because the more people that know that you're an investor, the more money you can make by buying real estate, utilizing other people's money, helping other people out, trading deals, all that great stuff. And today we're going to talk about how you can actually create your own podcast so more people will invest with you in your real estate investing business. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's going on? I am so blessed to have you on the show here with me again today. I mean, you come week after week listening to the show and it is so much fun, either on Instagram or Facebook or even in emails. I get so many listeners like you just emailing me, telling me that they appreciate the show. They love the variety of, you know, maybe having other people on, but then really just showing you the nuts and bolts, like literally walking you through how to do this investing. And I am super excited about this coming, I don't know, maybe economy, the next three, four, five years of investing. I remember back in 2008, when I was investing, I started in 2006, and I thought, my goodness, prices are so high. Everybody was literally telling me, you better start, like not start, but you better buy property now. Like you better buy your home now. You better buy real estate now, or you'll never be able to because the price will skyrocket. It'll be so unaffordable. Well, they were sure wrong. In 2009, it just crashed, or 2008 into 2009, it crashed. And for the next five years was literally the best time ever to buy real estate. 2014, prices really started to start moving up, but that was the bottom. Like if you started, if you, not just started, if you were invested, sorry, I'm a little excited because I'm so pumped about this show, number one, what we're going to be talking about today, but then also the real estate investing market for us as investors is going to be absolutely amazing. If you were started investing in 2010 through 2014, those years were the best. I mean, that was like, you could buy a house for a hundred grand and then now it's worth literally $400,000. It's, it's, it's literally ridiculous how amazing it's appreciated then since then, or I don't know about appreciating. It's just gone up. The interest rates being so low, people are buying houses. And now we're looking at the prices now starting to uh, kind of stable off. And what's happening is now sellers are still holding on. They're still thinking, man, eight months ago, I could have been able to sell this house for, you know, uh, 20% more, 30% more. So they're holding on, but they will crack, meaning they'll be like, oh man, I better lower it. But here's another thing that I've been getting from a lot of people. People at my church ask me this question to uh, students ask me this question. They're asking, well, what about other investors in the market? If there's so many more investors in the market, like, you know, if the market crashes or goes down, investors are going to want to buy. Like, isn't that competition for you? I said, well, yeah, but do you know who the most, I guess, the biggest competition for me as a real estate investor? In fact, not just the biggest competition, 
the biggest reason why prices are so stupidly high right now, like in Arizona, in Phoenix, where I live, in the desert, homes, a regular three-bedroom, two-bath home, I don't know, 1,500 square feet, $500,000 is what they've been selling for. Literally stupid. This is the desert. Nobody pays that much for a desert house, but they were. But who was paying that? Not investors. In fact, us investors, what we do is we capture equity. We buy it for lower than it's worth. And with that, we capture the equity, we make money in passive income, and we literally give these properties to our kids. It's generational wealth. But who is our main competition? Who jacked up the prices of these homes? Home buyers. Home buyers, they thought, man, I better get a house because everybody's telling me I better buy now or I will never get a property. So what I do is I overpay for a property because I'm, I'm emotionally invested in it. My wife says it's the best house that we can get. We better get it. Oh my goodness, the realtor's telling us we better put in higher, like 10% higher because everybody else is putting in offers for high. It's a never-ending cycle. It literally just kept going and going and going. Now, I've, I've been saying this for a while. I'm so excited for interest rates going up. I am so excited for the turmoil that's going to happen in the economy. If you are ready to invest in real estate, if you started stocking cash, I it's like a year ago, I started talking about this. Hey, something's going to happen where the market will eventually change because markets always change. It doesn't just keep going up. If you're ready, start saving money. You make sure your credit is good. You start increasing your income, cutting out expenses. You want to get your debt to income debt to income ratio. That's what the banks look at to give you money to land for buying a property. Get that in order. You want to do all these things before the market crashes, because when it crashes, you're going to be so ready to buy properties. In fact, I'm very, I'm definitely very blessed, but I'm also definitely very prepared because I saw back in 2008, I said, if this ever happens again, I want to be ready to capitalize. I didn't have enough money to buy all the properties I wanted to. Now I have money, but now I also have other investors who want to invest with me. I've been doing it for what, 15, 16 years? I don't know, uh, 2006 when I started? But yeah, that's 16 years. My goodness, it's been a long time. With that, I have so many people that want to invest with me. And that's the reason, that's the reason. This is the reason why we have the show today is because of, well, number one, me telling people that I'm an investor, you know, friends, family members, coworkers, that has definitely been a huge boom in everybody realizing, hey, Dustin might be a good person to invest with. And then, oh, you quit your job, Dustin? Wow, how'd you do that? Well, I invest in real estate. Well, how about I invest with you? Well, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So that's great. Just, you know, word of mouth and talking to people that you know. But here is an, another way. It is to actually create your own podcast that actually shows you that you know what you're talking about, number one, that you're connected to awesome people, number two. You're connecting to awesome people that might want to invest with you or you might want to connect for something else, number three. But on top of that, the people listening, like all of you listening to this, I have had so many people that listen to the podcast say, Dustin, when you start doing a syndication or you buy a multifamily, we got money, I want to invest with you. Well, I really, really appreciate that when there is a time for me to start bringing, well, I, I'll say this, usually, and I would say usually, my wife is my only partner that I really will ever have. I've had plenty of partners in the past in my life, but I'm old enough now and have enough means to where my only partner is my wife. But there will be a time where we're going to have 
multifamily, like let's say a 300, 400 unit apartment complex that we don't have, let's say $5 million to buy it as a down payment, but we can utilize lots of other people and their money. Let's say somebody has $50,000, another person has $100,000 and other, you know, you get like, let's say 10 more people that have money. We put all our money together for a 500, or sorry, $5 million. We put all of our money together for a $5 million down payment. We buy that property. And then we have cash flowing property of a 300, 400 unit apartment complex. It's absolutely amazing. But because of my podcast, I literally have, uh, I have so many people that want to invest with me. All I really need to do is put out there and say, hey guys, here's my investment. I am literally investing in this, my own money into this deal. In fact, uh, I will say this about syndications, syndications where you get a, a private money uh, razor, you know, somebody goes, somebody comes to you and say, hey, I'm a syndicator. How about you give me your money and we invest in a syndication? All they're doing is they are raising money for another investor and they may or may not, they don't even have to put their own money into the deal. And what they would do is they would put their, your money in the deal and they would get a portion of the equity just by gathering money. That's not what I like to do. I, if I'm going to invest, no, let me scratch that. The only reason why I would ever come to you because I want to, or, you know, like a friends or family members or people that said, Hey, Dustin, I want to invest with you. Only reason why I would go to them is because they know they like, and they trust me. And with that, I would only go to them when I personally would believe in this deal that I'm going to put my own hard earned cash into this deal because then I want to help other people out. And that's what we're talking about today is getting other people to know to like, and to trust you and getting you ready for this awesome time for real estate investing. In fact, you need to come to my Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. My Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is literally gonna be the way that you're gonna get so many people around you to help you invest. Get your ticket, 10% off the ticket. Use the promo code podcast. Go to rubecon.com. It'll be in the description, but use the promo code podcast. You need to be here. It'll be May of 2023, but what I'm seeing now it's going to be the best time. You need to be as prepared as possible. Have the network, the people around you, and the means to do it. But all right, let's jump into the show where I'm bringing on one of my friends who is a podcaster, real estate investor. He is speaking at RubeCon, and he's going to be teaching all this stuff as well. Mike Cavagione, he is a fantastic veteran, just quit his job, lives in Hawaii, and now he's here helping us to become a podcaster to become a better investor. All right, here we go. Mike, thank you so much for being here, man. Dustin, greatly appreciate you having me on your show, man. This is uh this is a real treat for me. It is awesome having another person that invests in real estate as well as as is a podcaster. In fact, the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference that I put on in March, um, it'll be in May of 2024, or sorry, 2023 is May. And what was great was the reason why RoopCon came about was because of my podcasting. Like, honestly, it's because of my podcasting, because I've met so many awesome ex uh, expert investors and learning about what they do and then with my audience and their audiences, I said, and I literally called up all my friends like you. And I was like, hey, this is what I'm doing. What do you think about this? And like Domino's, everybody said, yes, we want to do that. You know, it's basically a conference. That's a no sales pitch conference. Most conferences for real estate, they say, now run to the back and go give us $20,000. We don't do that. We're all about helping people. But it was because of the podcast and helping people and 
getting to know more people. That's how we have Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, how, how we met, which is super phenomenal. So tell us a little bit about you and how you're investing, but also your successful employee. You just got out of the military, which I appreciate you serving our great country, but it's great having you. I want people to get to know who you are. Yeah, Dustin, I, I appreciate it, man. Um, I'm originally from Long Island, New York, now living on Oahu, Hawaii. So from one island to another, right? But to- two totally different places, right? Uh, but yeah, I, I actually spent 15 years in Virginia uh, during my time in the Navy before I came out here to Hawaii to finish up my career. Um, so I did 20 years in the Navy, retired. Uh, I was enlisted for nine and a half years, then commissioned as an officer for my final 10 years. And it's just been a, a really fantastic ride. And one of the things I started doing near the end of my time in the Navy is I said, you know, I, I got to do something different because my pension's not going to be enough. Uh, there's got to be something else because I don't really want to do the standard thing I see people in the military do is they retire and then they go get that government job and, and then they, they just get sucked right back into it. And I'm like, I want to kind of detach myself from the government uh, once I retire because I already did 20 years working for the government. So let's do something different. Let's do something more fun. You know, uh, I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. I, you know, my, my dad had his own business. Uh, my uncle had his own real estate business. And so that bug has always been in the back of my head. So near the end of my time, I said, you know, I, I became an accidental landlord when I was 23 years old. And it was uh, a pretty rough experience and it, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. But I said, you know what, let's, let's give this another go. Let's give it another shot. Um, I started listening to bigger pockets. I started listening to other podcasts like yours and just, you know, meeting people that are investing. And I ran into a buddy of mine that we were stationed on the Theodore Roosevelt together and he had a, a great portfolio already. I think at the time uh, him and his wife had 28 doors and they said, Hey Mike, why don't we have lunch? And go over this stuff and 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 just kind of talk about it and see like where your head's at. And I said, well, this is great because the real person we need to sell on this is my wife, because she's the one that keeps bringing up the what happened back in you know uh, 2008 2009 timeframe when we bought our first home. And I want to pause for a quick second and share that honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. My new goal in my life, my first goal was to quit my job in 10 years, and I did that, accomplished that at 37. Now my new goal is to help one million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin and Master Passive Income. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate. Get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job. I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. So, uh, you know, so this worked out really good. So I, I bought my friend's lunch. We went there. Um, they, they showed me and my wife, their portfolio and how much each asset was cash flowing. And it was just like, Whoa, like mind blowing. Right. We were like, this is, this is a real thing. This is a tangible thing that we can obtain. Right. If we put our mind to it now, 
I had already looked up a couple deals and I brought them with me and I said, Hey, you know, I asked my friends, can you guys run these numbers with me? Tell me if I'm doing this right, all that. And then my wife kind of gave me the side eye and uh, she's like, what you were looking this stuff up. And then, you know, she was also looking up deals and she, she, you know, she won't tell you that. Um, but you know, we, we both found some pretty good deals, uh, small multifamily, like uh, duplexes, triplexes, quadplexes. And there was, we kind of narrowed it down to these two duplexes and my buddies helped us run the numbers and either one of them would have been a good deal. So we, we picked one, we stuck it out, we put an offer in, uh, got it accepted, got it under contract, and then just started moving forward. Um, the, the funding process was a little more painful than I expected it to be because the lender I was working with told me, oh yeah, we have this loan program where you just got to put 15% down and you're good. Right. And then like three days before closing, he hits me up and says, Hey Mike, um, I know I told you 15%, but I didn't realize this was a, a multifamily, uh, property. So we actually need 25%. So do you have that, uh, you know, the other 10%, uh, that you could put down? I said, well, actually, no, I don't. You saw all my financials. I gave you everything. I said, let me figure this out. So I did a credit card advance and I borrowed from my thrift savings plan and I freaking made it happen. Right. So we got the deal done um, <clears throat> and we closed on it in February of 2020. So uh, keep that date in right. mind. Because yeah, I told right you what happened right with our first COVID, accidental yeah. one. Right. So what happens the next month? The world effectively ended and I have a tenant that lost his job and can't pay rent. And I said, oh, great. Someone's telling me that real estate's just not my thing. But we persevered and pushed through. My downstairs tenant was a Section 8 tenant, and that actually covered our mortgage and pretty much all of our expenses. So we were staying afloat, right? I found a program, got the guy involved in it. Um, it was a rent repayment program. They actually back paid all this guy's back due rent and late fees. So we wound up uh, by the end of that year, cash flowing $950 a month off of our first deal. So uh, we were very happy about that. We wound up selling it because, you know, the market shifted and I was like, you know what, we can get a really good profit. And I'm kind of tired of this headache already. Uh, being in the military, I wasn't allowed to fly off island during COVID. So I couldn't even go out there to do anything. So anytime there was an issue, I was doing everything sight unseen over the phone with pictures and it just got to be a little bit too much for me. I was like, I, I need to go out there and put boots on the ground. Um, but I wasn't able to do that. So we wound up selling that. We took that money and got involved in real estate syndications. And I said, ah, I like this a little bit better for me because I, I was so busy with the Navy and this was a more passive way of investing. So that's actually how I got into real estate syndications. Um, but that's that's pretty much how I got started into real estate. Like I said, the the bug was always in the back of my head. But as I was nearing the end of my career, I said, I, I got to do something a little bit different because I, I don't want to work for the federal government once I'm done with my time in the Navy. So. Yeah, and I hopefully, I mean, it seems like your wife's now a believer. That's that's for sure. I mean, oh, yeah. there's a 100%. way to, yeah, there's a way to do it right. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it wrong. And if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to have to go through a lot of pain in order to finally do it right. But real estate investing is not new. It's been around for, I don't know, hundreds, if not thousands of years, probably a long, long time, a very long time. And people have been successful ever since. And so if you know the right way to do it, you're going to be very, very successful. Now, I love what you're going to be talking about at RubeCon, and I wanted to bring you on so we can share with the audience, with my audience, 
that at RubeCon, we're going to have so many great speakers, and obviously you're one of them. And I love that you're in the military. We're also doing the military wealth builders track. Is basically, eventually, I'd like to have it be its own like entire day on military, helping the military. If you're active, if you're a veteran, really, you do this real estate investing thing. In fact, it's so great. If you're in the military, you should absolutely be investing in real estate. And so you're going to be helping with that, which is the military wealth builders track as well. But you're also going to be sharing how... It's, it's really networking on a grander scale, in my opinion, because I, I mean, I, I was blessed to just hit a million, actually a couple months ago, but a million downloads from my podcast. And then- Congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah. Thanks, man. I didn't think I'd get 10 downloads, let alone a million. Now we're at like 1.1 million. I mean, it's, it's exponentially, exponentially growing, which is a blessing. Uh, but with that, like more and more people know, the biggest thing about me becoming a real estate investor and what uh, made me- Get be, I guess, become more successful faster was when I started telling everybody, when I really started sharing everybody that, yes, I'm an investor, not necessarily having a podcast, but sharing the word, getting the word out that more people know that I'm an investor. That's when people said, hey, I have this property. Would you want to buy it? Or, hey, I need to uh, rent a property. Or even better, hey, I have this money. Can I invest with you and buy properties? I'm like, absolutely. We could talk about that. But then creating a podcast you not only get more your your name out there more about being an investor that's definitely one but the type of people that you meet like i said with rubcon it came about because i met so many great expert investors and said hey let's get everybody together and help each other out so tell me about your experience in like not just why you started the podcast but get to the understanding of the podcast and how that has tra- changed the trajectory for your real estate investing yeah, definitely appreciate that question, Dustin. And uh, very similar to to what you've experienced with your podcasting journey, right? Now, I didn't start the podcast for these reasons. As a matter of fact, uh, I had a buddy of mine twist my arm and basically say, hey, you know, this blog that you have with Average Joe Finance is talking about how you got out of debt and, you know, bought your, you know, you know, your home in Hawaii and then started investing again. He's like, that's really awesome. And that would be a great podcast. Like you should do that, even if it's just you talking about what you're doing. And I said, eh, you know, I'm really busy with the Navy. Uh, maybe when I retire, it's something I can, can consider. Right. So, you know, a little bit, a little more arm twisting and, and my buddy pretty much got me locked in. Uh, but he was running a successful podcast at the time, uh, talking about resiliency and just like, um, like mental strength and, and fortitude. So, um, I really liked his podcast. I liked his format. I liked the way uh, you know he had his discussions and, and described his stories. And I said, you know, that it's pretty much just being a really good storyteller or interviewer. I was like, I I think I could do that. So I said, all right, you know what? You twisted my arm enough. Uh, but if I'm going to do it, I want to do at least one episode a week. So that's what I committed myself to. And I did not realize what type of commitment that was. Uh, because even one episode a week, it is a lot of work, depending on how much care and effort you want to put into it. But for me, I'm a big pauser. You probably hear it while you, while I'm talking to Dustin right now. Sometimes I'll just stop and I'll say, uh, or, um, and I got to think for a second, right? But with the, with that being said, I would always like, when I was doing my podcast, I would like say, okay, I need to pull these pauses out. I need to pull these ums out. And I'm sitting here just going through eight hours of editing a week. And I'm like, I, I don't have the time to do this. And it was really taxing and uh, mentally tough for me to to continue doing the podcast that way. But I did persevere for six months doing that before I realized 
I need to outsource and and do something different. So I did. I hired an editing team and kind of just was able to wash my hands and walk away from it a little bit. And that was super helpful. I also noticed that's when my downloads increased as well, because I feel like once I stopped caring so much what I sounded like and just focused on the interview and having the conversation, it completely changed the trajectory. Now, let's get into what some of these conversations were, right? I started interviewing real estate investors, uh, day traders, uh, folks in crypto and NFTs, and I still don't know a damn thing about those things, but uh, I'm, I'm learning, right? And that's one of the selfish things that you get to do as a podcaster is learn from the guests that you bring on. I would have never really gotten into multifamily syndications if I didn't interview people and talk about it and really understand it. I've gone to a couple presentations. I've gone to a couple meetups about it. I'm like, yeah, this, this is cool. But when I sat someone down and got to ask them the questions that I needed to ask, that I needed to know, um, again, the selfish thing you get to do as a podcaster, it it really helped my understanding and made me feel a lot more comfortable and confident in that asset class, right? So, and then I realized something. By me asking these questions and saying, okay, hey, explain this to me like a fifth grader. And even if I knew this stuff now, I said, this needs to be the theme, right? Because my audience, I mean, the name of the podcast is Average Joe Finances, right? We cater to the average Joes and average Janes out there. So I think it's important to keep it at that level. Like, hey, talk to me like I'm a fifth grader. Put it to me in terms that I'll understand. Hey, what is a KPI, right? People listening to my show doesn't understand that you know a KPI means a key key performance indicator, right? So a lot of times people will just talk and talk and talk in acronyms. I know when I've had military members on, like, and we're talking shop and we're dropping all these acronyms, uh, every now and then I'll pause for a second and say, hey, this means this and this means that, because I don't want my audience getting lost and saying, I'm going to listen to this. It's just military jargon and I don't, I don't understand. And, and then they turn it off, right? So I want to make sure that I'm creating a a product that people can really uh, listen to and understand and absorb it. Now, the other benefit that I've realized by doing the podcast, not only did I get to ask the questions that I wanted to ask and get the information that I needed, but I also got to meet some amazing people. Perfect example, Dustin, I met you. I had you on as a guest on my show and we were just chatting and afterwards it was it wasn't even really like a thing until after the podcast and you were like hey mike uh you want to you want to come be a guest speaker at uh, at rubecon and i'm like oh i've never done that before but sure why not i like to talk i'm an italian kid from new york i can't shut up right so uh and then i got to do that and it was a great experience i got to meet some even more amazing people at your conference and i got to say guys rubecon is the place to be if you're a real estate investor especially if you're a new real estate investor. And I'll never forget one thing that you said when you opened up, Dustin. You had said that, hey, I don't care who you are in this room. I don't care how many deals you have. You know, I'm going to ask you all one question. Are you a real estate investor? If you are, raise your hand. And then you you see some people raise their hands. He's like, no, 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 no. I want all of you to raise your hand because if you're in this room, you're a real estate investor. All right. If you're just learning how to do it, if you're just getting started, it doesn't matter. You're making that commitment to be a real estate investor. So uh, lots of respect to you for that, man. I feel like you really got everybody pumped up. Everyone I was talking to was like, man, like I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about this. But even after the first five minutes of sitting down and, and, and Dustin giving the intro, I'm I'm ready to like absorb as much information as possible. So seriously, kudos to you for that. Now, that's just one example, but I'll give you another one that I was just sharing with you uh, before we hit the record button is I have to take a trip to, you know, back to the mainland, back to New York to go see family. 
and uh you know getting my my um animals uh like pet sat in my house uh you know house sitting and all that stuff has always been very difficult for me to do well, I had a guest on my show uh, not too long ago that is like a professional house sitter. She does that to travel the world. And I reached out to her and said, hey, here's my situation. I kind of got a short fuse trip in two weeks. I need to you know, figure this out. Can you come out here and, and house sit for me? She's like, well, those dates don't work for me, but here's the resource you need. right?" And I went and created an account on this website called Trusted House Sitters. Put my stuff on there. And within three hours, I had 16 saves, three people reaching out saying, I can do the job, right? And we we sat there and screened them and we found the perfect person to come out here and she will be out here next week hanging out with my pets while me and my family uh, go travel back to New York to go see family. So this is something that I got because I have a podcast and I'm not saying that it's, you know, um, like any type of privilege or anything. What I'm saying is the benefits that I w- was able to reap from just uh, having having a podcast, right? So I'm sowing my seeds and now I get to harvest and collect those fruits, right? So it's, you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't really describe the, just how awesome it's been. Deal flow. My inbox gets overloaded with deals that are coming up and different things like that. And all from people that I've had on my show. Uh, so I have no shortage of when I have capital ready to deploy somewhere, I have no shortage of deals that I could invest in. So Th- Absolutely. Those are just and some of the little of that, things, Dustin. Yeah. And on top of that, I mean, I get, and I'm sure you get people that want to invest. They don't necessarily have the time, but they might have the means, which is financially. So you can work together with them to take down deals, which is great. But I love that you get, you made one point that was huge is that if you want to learn from anybody now, I'll be completely honest. I don't go and get coffee with people. I get all like literally all the time from DMs on Instagram to whatever. Hey, can I can I pick your brain? I'm like, it costs a lot of money to pick my brain. So uh, no, you can't. I don't say that. I try to be more polite and say, but I have my family. I have like I want to be with them, and I have my students who really they they deserve my time because they pay for my time, and so. I do reserve my personal time without, you know, charging for anybody at my church. Like if they want discipleship, if they want to just meet and talk, like I do give my time out, but for people that they say, oh, I listened to your podcast and I want to take your time. Like, uh, we could definitely talk about how that could work out. But if you have your own podcast and you say, hey, Dustin, I want you to, can you, can you come on my podcast, share with my audience? I'll ask you questions. I'll be like, Absolutely. I'll help you out in that regard because it's also, it's a give and take where I'm actually able to help more people and get more people get to know me. But then you at the same time can be like, Dustin, here are my questions. Like this, this is better than for me, better than a cup of coffee. So even if some, I've even had people say, Hey, let me just pick your brain. I'm like, you're not even going to buy me coffee. Like that's kind of rough. Like you should at least <laughs> do that. Should be a give and take with that. But I've been on lots of podcasts and it's because they say it's like a win-win. Let's let's be reciprocal and help each other out. Now, it seems like because you said that it really helped your audience or your podcast, and obviously your audience grew when you started hiring out or getting other people to do to edit the podcast. I'll be completely honest and say I actually both of my shows, Successfully Unemployed and Master Passive Income, I used to edit them literally up up until like myself up until literally like like maybe two months ago. Now, like I still do it, but I don't now. I hired my daughter who now does it. I pay her, I don't know, like literally $2 an episode. If she does it right, it's $2. If she doesn't do it right, it's a dollar. She's younger. She's 14 years old. I'll definitely pay her more. Anyways, long story short, 
helping having somebody edit your podcast is so awesome. It's so much better. I mean, even though I enjoy doing it, it's easy for me to do it. But what does that? It, it frees. Or what it does is it frees up my time to then invest in more real estate or help coach more people. That's just that much time because the time is the only commodity that we always spend and we can never ever get any more of. But what we can do is utilize other people's time, pay them well, which obviously, and I won't tell you what I actually pay my daughter, but that's just like, just her like, uh, it's not her allowance or her inheritance, which will be much more substantial than $2, but I'm helping her to realize, hey, you gotta work and you make money. Like, just because you're in this family, you're not gonna be making, uh, you know, you're not gonna be a trust fund baby is what it's gonna say. All that to say, what, tell me about the, the, idea of starting your podcast. If we're going to start the podcast, obviously the equipment and stuff, we can learn all that stuff. But really the reason why you do a podcast is to gain an audience. How do you figure out what type of audience to go after? Even possibly even naming your show. Like if we're going to start our own outside of getting the, 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 um, uh, equipment and just starting, how do we make sure we're going to do the right podcast? Yeah, great question, Dustin. So what you need to figure out is who is your audience, right? You have to build your podcast listener avatar, right? So who is it? For me, you know, it's the average Joe. They're they're between 25 and 35 years old. I do have older people that listen to my show as well, but usually it's 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 somebody that's in a profession or working in a corporate job, working in that nine to five. And, you know, they've, they've got credit card debt, they've got, you know, wh- whatever issues they have going on, you know, personal loans and different things, hurdles that they have to overcome to get themselves debt free and then figure out what they want to do. Or it's somebody that has paid off their debt and now they're looking to start investing and figuring out a good way to, you know, essentially either retire early or make sure that when they do retire, that they that they can retire comfortably and not go off of the standard, you know, typical American dream where you think, you know, if I work in this corporate job for 20, 30 years, I can retire comfortably at 65. And then you realize afterwards that you did not save up enough money. Right. So that's my that's my avatar, right? That's my target. That's who I go after. So once you have that established, right, then you can start tailoring your podcast itself to that. Now I was lucky. I I figured all this stuff out after the fact I had already started the podcast. I wasn't even looking to make this like a big thing or grow it. I was like, I just wanted to talk right. And see who would listen. And, you know, what I realized as I grew is I, I kind of lucked out with, with the name, right. I, I started average Joe finances as a blog. The funny thing is I started it because that domain name was available. That's how I got the name. I said, oh, let me think of something clever, uh, you know, a blog that I'm going to talk about personal finances. And I was like, let's try Average Joe Finances. And the domain name was available. And I said, okay, bought it. And that was that. So, I mean, now now you guys all know the how Average Joe Finances started. There's the transparency piece. Don't like unsubscribe. But <laughs> but yeah, so figure <laughs> out figure out who your target audience is, right? So now if I had to start over and do it all over again, that's what I would do first. I would sit down and say, who do I want to talk to? Who do I want to impact? Who do I want to learn from, right? Who do I want to network with? You could have a podcast talking about movies or a TV show. I mean, if you, if I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon or all that stuff, right? But the, the guy who started that podcast just started it because he wanted to talk about the show and now HBO sponsors him. So like it, it's things like that, that, you know, find something you're passionate about, 
For me, I'm passionate about becoming financially independent and helping others do that as well. You know, I, I've been able to get financial coaching clients through my podcast. I've gotten real estate clients through my podcast because I'm also a real estate agent out here in Hawaii. I've had people reach out to me say, hey, I'm moving to Hawaii. I've listened to your show. I know you're an agent out there. Can you help me out? Sure can, right? So things like that, you, you might not realize these small, subtle things that you can benefit from just from having a podcast talking about something that you're passionate about. So figure out your audience. Figure out your passion, right? Well, actually, figure out your passion first, then figure out the audience of who's going to listen to that, right? And then go out there and just start making it happen. If you're going to do interviews, find the right people in that niche that you want to interview, right? If you're just going to do a solo storytelling podcast, that's great too. Have it all planned out before you start. Don't just hit the record button and say, today I'm going to talk about, hmm, you know, you're going to get caught up and it's because you can be wasting your time and and getting very frustrated. That's how I started my podcast. Trust me. I said, I'm just going to hit record and just start talking. Oh, what a mistake that was when I first started. So if you go listen to the first couple episodes of mine, you'll you'll see. You'll see the difference. Noticeably different. From then too. to now, right? It's it's night and day. Uh, so yeah, just fi- those are the pieces you need to figure out before you get started. Yeah, I love that. And what's great too is now because Master Passive Income, the podcast is, it's getting more downloads, more people are into it and it's showing on the charts, which is really, really good. Like if you search on an iPhone for real estate investing, apparently I come up like in the first screen, like I'm, there's bigger pockets and then mine. I'm like, well, that's, I'm blessed. Praise the Lord that I, it comes up. Congratulations. No, I'm that's getting, fantastic. I, I, it's, it's, I have friends like, you know, Seth Williams are, uh, from mm-hmm. RE Tipster. He goes, how'd you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I just keep podcasting. <laughs> I just keep trying to do my best. But what's great now too, on top of that, I get people that want to sponsor the podcast. Now I don't take lots of sponsors. I don't take them. Like you guys don't ever hear sponsors because, uh, I want to just help and I want to give it out. But there's so many, I'm, we could talk about so many benefits of podcasting. In fact, the reason why I have three podcasts is because I love it so much. Cause it's so much fun, but man, Man, Mike, I am so glad that you're going to be at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And on top of that, if you want, if anybody wants to come, you're going to be hanging out with us. We have literally 35 speakers who are expert. Most of them have their own podcasts and YouTube channels, and they're expert coaches as well. But if you want to get, if anybody wants to get 10% off your ticket, use the promo code podcast. It'll get you 10% off the ticket. Link it'll be in the in the description as well as the promo code. But man, Mike, I want people to check out Average Joe Finance. Tell people how they can find you and reach out to you. Yeah. So I'll make it very simple. Uh, I have one link that will take you to all of them. It's like the one link to rule them all. And that's www.themikecav.com. It was mikecavajoni.com and it'll take you to that website, but a lot of people have a hard time spelling my last name. So just make it easy for for all of you. Themikecav.com. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Mike. And everybody check out his podcast, The Average Joe Podcast. I was on there as well telling my story and just trying to encourage people as many people as we can. That's what Mike, that's the reason why I brought Mike to RubeCon is because we just want to help people. All right, Mike, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, Dustin. This was a blast. And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. You can also join my Real Estate Wealth Builders group coaching. Get all my courses. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next show. See ya. See ya.